Hey, welcome to Toon Time, bringing you Newcastle United news and discussion. So um, it's been a very, very, very long time since I've posted, um, and I'm glad to be back. And just gotta get straight into it. We're coming off the international break. Just a preview for the Crystal Palace game tomorrow at St James Park. Just gonna get into the biggest news after this international break um, about Sandro Tonali. And the whole betting probe investigation and to be honest uh, highly likely upcoming bandit is going to face him just going to talk about that for a second so um, it's unfortunate that it's all come that um that this has happened not so much that it's come to light I was, i'm not going to say that because it's best that those these issues can be dealt with and integrity of the sport can be upheld um i feel sorry for him that He's suffering from an addiction of this nature, you know. Um, all addictions are diseases of um, the mind, and and they go deeper as well, you know. It's, it's, it can become a physiological thing when someone has an addiction to something. So it's unfortunate this has happened. Um, I know a lot of people will look at him and say he's been a silly young man. Um, he's got the world at his feet and. He's got all these different opportunities and he could, there's so many different ways to for outlets but um to relieve the pressure of playing at such a high level and having the being under that spotlight or mic microscope if you want but um it's just it's a double-edged sword you know a lot of us happily say oh i wish i was in that position but there's a lot that comes with it a lot of pressure a lot of um different expectations that are on him from like us the fan bases the his coach his coaches his family you know his um, community in general his his nation all those type of things and he may have just been using it to to just have a, a way for an outlet but it doesn't excuse his behavior in any way because at the end of the day there are other ways to gamble if you wanted to and um he chose to be on football matches knowing full well that that was um illegal and um to be honest it's, it's immoral in a way as well because it does damage the integrity of the sport considering um people will look at it as like as he tried to influence things a lot of people will look at him that way and we know that some of the information has come out that he hasn't tried to influence games in any way um i think when he did bet on his team or these are just rumours, by the way, that I'm, that I'm speculating about. So I in no way know the full facts myself either that um, he bet on his team to win. And in a way, that, that's what you. That's, that's not so much of a bad thing because, of course, if you've gone to play any type of sport, you go with the intention to win or anything in life, really. More time than that, you, you will go with intention to win whatever um, event that you're. That you're going for and um it's just sad that that um that him and his uh, friends is it fagioli and um zaniolo that there's probably a lot more that um have what's the name and i've done similar and it's good that it's all coming to light to be honest and it's best that who anybody else is involved in this uh, illegal betting activity that they just come forward and the issues are dealt with at hand and they get the help that they need 
you know, because um, it, it just makes them look like, um, like basically like immoral um, people, and that's not necessarily so because we know that um, Sandro Tonali is suffering from a gambling addiction, and like I said at the start, it's, a, it's an affliction, it's an affliction of the mind, and he thought that that was the way for him to um, to focus himself and to feel good before games or whatever. And I'm not saying it was right in any way because it was not. Well, that's how he had it in his mind. And he wasn't just gambling that. He said he was gambling poker, blackjack, all these other things. And those, those are things that, that's an issue that has to be dealt with because it will eventually have an effect on, on him in many different ways because eventually... As they say, the house always wins, and you've had so many sad stories of these um these professionals who have gone broke, gone from things like this, you know, from alcoholism, alcoholism, gambling addictions, um, just living beyond their means, so on and so forth. And I'm glad that he's getting help he needs. I'm glad that Newcastle United Football Club is um helping him and um backing him, giving him support that he needs, and He's, he's going to face the punishment that he has, that is warranted. And I'm glad that he's held up his hands. He's um, facing his punishment and he's taking it in stride. And hopefully he'll come out of it a, a better person who's dealt with, who's deal, dealing with the demons that um, are haunting him at this moment in time. Because he probably will always be there, you know. But if he's given the framework to, um, to deal with those issues, then he'll be better for it. He'll be able to cope with the um, with his with his uh, gambling addiction, and that will in turn, you know, build out into his life, and hopefully it continues to be fruitful for him. So it's unfortunate what's happened, but like I said, I'm personally glad it's all come to light. All the all these issues are being dealt with very quickly, and you know um, I'm glad that the club are supporting him as well. Because that's what he needs. Um, you know, he shouldn't just be cast away because he's made a mistake. Because that's why it is. It's a mistake. And he's going to face his punishment. And he shouldn't be punished for, forever. And, you know, it's, 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 um, it's a thing that, that in society we have to try and do. You know? And I'm glad that Newcastle um, and Eddie Howe um dealing with this issue as quickly as possible and um being as supportive as, as as they possibly can be so um on to the football now uh got crystal palace at home i saw the stat that last season in all we've met them three times and in regular time no goals were scored by either team other than that one at st james park which um as we know, VAR had managed to mess up and ended up saying that we had done the foul when it could only have been, it was, it went Joe Willett goal, Newcastle United penalty, then the foul that had supposedly, so supposedly been um, committed by Joe Willett, but that had not happened. So hopefully the um, VAR will be a lot more effective but as we've seen this season, they're still struggling with certain things. And um, I've liked quite a few of the things that uh, 
that they try to implement this season, stamping down on time wasting, making certain that the players respect the referee and his and the other officials. You know, um, trying to keep the game as free flowing as possible, cracking down on uh, players over exaggerating. I'll say about being um, about holding any type of contact. You know, trying to keep that integrity of the game, but this VAR does need to be dealt with and um, a system needs to be put in place because I know a lot of fans will happily say oh VAR is rubbish it doesn't work it's, it's um, an antithesis to the game it is not it's good technology when it's implemented correctly you know it gets rid of the wrong decisions which spoil it I know a lot of people say oh we need those type of um, talking points but no I want the integrity of the game to be there I want correct decisions personally you know that that's what makes football great when the players are rewarded all right throughout history we've had moments like the hand of god by diego maradona and when um tiran reed done the same thing against done something similar i should say against ireland to help france qualify for the um, world cup you could say jeff hurst with the ghost goal for um when england won the world cup in, in 66 but you know that's for a game that's long gone by we're in this moment we have access to technology and it should be implemented to bring that game bring the game to that next level of um, accuracy and um, and quality you know so personally me i like var it's just that it's the human error part of it that needs to be negated as much as possible and um that's what howard webb was brought in to do um you're supposed to bring in better systems, make it more clear, transparent, and um, effective. And they're making mistakes. They made a mistake. In the biggest mistake of the season was that Liverpool goal that should have been allowed for Luis Diaz, but it was not. And that's because of poor communication, and because the referees didn't want to um, be seen as being wrong. They went with a wrong decision, which makes no sense. All right, it's embarrassing, but take the step back and hold your hands up in that moment in time and give the correct decision because then it just makes the whole refereeing community look like farcical and hopefully that will be cut down as the season goes on and hopefully Howard Webb and his um, referee association figure this out because it's, it's just not good enough to be honest um, looking to tomorrow's game I think we've got a few players coming back. I think Joe Linton's back. Joe, Joe Willock is quite a bit away. Um, got Anthony Gordon, he should be back. I heard that um, Alexander Izak and Sven Batman are injury doubts, but I don't know whether that's some kidology on Eddie Howe's part. So, trying to um, mess with Roy Hutchins' head. They, I know they're missing their two key playmakers in um, Eberiche Eze and Michael Alese and that makes a big difference to their um, attacking quality but they're still a very dangerous team Roy Hodgson will set his stall out make them very solid compact you know um, and make them as difficult as possible to um, break down and hit us on the counter but they still do have some good players there so I'm not discounting Crystal Palace in any way but I feel that the way we, we left before international break um, the way we played against West Ham until the final moments where truthfully we, 
he's that should have got his hat trick. But I'm never gonna be, blame a player. He, he made that situation pretty much himself. He ran into keeper. He's just unfortunate and hit the post. Um, and you know it was a quality finish by Kuda. So sometimes you just gotta hold your hands up. They did. To be honest, they did deserve. I shared the spoils because in, in the first half they were quite good, as far as I can remember anyway. They were quite good in that first half, but we got quite strong in the second and started to overpower them. But before that, I think it's I think we were on a six-game unbeaten run in all competitions. You know, we got that excellent win against um, PSG. We had the three wins and, and a bounce that ain't no fresh enough. Um, Sheffield United, you know, we beat Manchester City in the Carabao Cup. You know, we bounce back for the, from those three straight defeats. It's, you know, we've got a lot of um, things to be positive about, and I feel that we can continue in a very positive manner and go for a nice run before the next international break. You know, <coughs> it's um, we've got most of the team there, and, uh, and they're, they're looking buoyant. You know, Eddie has made St. James Park a cauldron. It's a pressure cooker for any um, opposing teams coming. They, they know it's pressure. The fans keep the, um, the noise up, that passion. You know, that that's, that hasn't been seen in a long time. You know, it's it's very um, very positive. I've probably been seeing... I haven't seen this in quite a long time. And uh, it, it, it's the, the whole team and the ethos built on that spirit of hard work and um, determination. So, and then Eddie Howe's getting his philosophy across, he's becoming more and more um, nuanced with his tactics. I think he's learned quite a few hard lessons throughout this season. He showed that a bit of naive, naivety against um, Liverpool, where he should have just finished them off. But he's learned from that. And I feel like if we're in that situation again, they know how to handle it. And the team will know how to handle it because I know that really hurt them. They didn't deserve to lose against Liverpool, but that just it's those moments which um, galvanise teams and make them a lot better. And if, that's what I feel will happen as this season continues to develop. And that's what they've been showing. They came through three losses against rivals. And that was really important, especially the way we lost that game against Brighton which was the sole lacks of days to come poor it was one of the most disappointing performances I'd seen on the Eddie Howe is that and the one against Aston Villa last season I think they were some of the worst performances I've, I've seen from Eddie Howe's team it's just it's just a lack of effort and energy and he's got that there they're looking a lot more energetic looking very, a lot sharper with their play and adaptable to um, changing the game plan because we had a lot more of the ball against West Ham against PSG had to accept that he was probably going to have the line shares after the possession which they did and we managed it and that's what that's what you can see that maturity in the players is coming and growing further and further you know uh, as the season goes along we'll hopefully see more rotation and see players like Lewis Hall and Tino Livramento. But for now, this, this, the team is settled and they just look great at times. Uh, Kieran Trippier just, just keeps growing and growing. 
both in terms of his leadership and the way he plays football. He's um, just so effective back there. Uh, we got Armoron, Anthony Gordon, he's grown so much, considering there was so much doubt over his transfer in the first place. Because I'm not going to act as though I didn't have a few misgivings, but I was happy to give him a chance and let um, Eddie Howe have his time with him and, you know, get him up to speed in terms of fitness, in terms of how he wanted to play. And he's just continued to grow and he looks like a quite high quality potential player. And I'm, I'm glad to see it. That's what I like to see. Alexander Ezek, he's been a bit um, ropey at times this season in certain performances. We can see that confidence is growing within him. Um, Eddie Anderson, he's taking his opportunities. He's still obviously got a long way to go, but he doesn't look out of place in the Premier League. He doesn't look out of place in that Newcastle United um, first eleven when he gets his opportunities. It's, I still feel like he's very much a squad rotation piece, but he's showing that growth in himself. Bruno has slowly grown into the season. He started off quite poorly for me personally, but um, he's continued to grow and grow as the season's gone along. Alright, he's getting a few too many yellow cards, just like Anthony Gordon, but that's part and parcel of his game. We know that now. It's, um, it, he allows the passion to sometimes overwhelm him, but it's part of his game and you just have to accept it, you know. Uh, Tanjo Tanali, alright, we're going to probably be missing him for the rest of the season once his ban kicks in. But he looks like a good signing. Obviously, at the back, um, Sharon. Sven Batman looked like a, a good tandem. Pope has been quite um quite solid. Obviously he's still got his problem with his um his fees, they're not the greatest, but overall he's been pretty solid, you know, um Dan Byrne being good all year. He's a strange player that Dan Byrne to me. He's there's times I look at him like he just looks so odd in terms of the way he plays and his um how he fits. But he just seems to keep growing as a player and um, I know that it's part of that leadership grouping that Eddie Howe has at the team with uh, Jamal Sells, who has been excellent pretty much coming off the bench as part of the rotation and the patience is shown. That that true leadership that um is shown like him, Trippier, um, Callum Wilson, Matt Ritchie, all part of that little leadership group that he's got there. And and those are the type of things, those are the foundations that I feel like good squads are built on that, you know, that even though we may have the club captain in Jamal ourselves, there's other players with that influence that the rest of the squad can gravitate gravitate towards and speak to when they have issues or if they need motivation or to be called out, you know, you need those type of players there and more than one, the more... The Marion, not, not too many, because as I say, too many cooks spoil the broth. But you need enough that that there's enough of a core group of players that can be seen as taking grasp of the nettle on the pitch and within the training ground and so on and so forth. We know Eddie Howe is the clear leader of this football club in, in football and on the playing side. But he needs those players who will step up for him and set the tone mentally and um, physically on that pitch. So, um, yeah, most 
Most of all, I do feel like we've got a good chance of winning tomorrow. If I was to say a pr prediction, I feel like maybe 2-1, two, 2-0. One, two, no. It sounds like, that, that sounds fair. Because, you know, as we know, that Crystal Palace defence is quite solid with uh, Mark Gaye and um, Joachim Anderson, who were both, both players we've been linked to. They've got a quite solid defence, decent goalkeeper. Yeah, I would say decent because that some gemstone is not really float my ball personally. But they're, they're a solid team, you know. And they're going to be a good test coming back from the international break. And hopefully the team continues where they left off. So, um, yeah, that's all I've got to say. Uh, whoever tuned in, thank you so much for listening. I know it's been a long time and um, I'm really grateful you tuned in. So wherever you are, have a good morning, afternoon, evening or night. Peace.